You're listening to the Douglas Jacoby Podcast. Here we bring you some of the material found on Douglas's website in podcast form. We hope that as you listen, you're challenged to think about faith. Today, Douglas continues his series, 40 Days with James. Now looking at God's perfect gifts. For more on this episode, follow the link in the show notes to Douglas's website. Now here's today's teaching. This is day five of 40 Days with James. I hope you're learning some good things. We're about halfway through chapter one. Previously, in a lesson called Victors, Not Victims, we heard God calling us not to make excuses, not to blame him, not to do anything except take responsibility for what we do with temptation. And yet there's more to be said. James, like so many books of the Bible, gives encouragement on how to live day to day when things are tough, when things are difficult. And probably the Christians to whom he wrote are going through some kind of persecution. And so it's encouraging to have a paragraph or two to give you perspective, but God's not stingy. He gives much more and he'll continue to encourage this, these communities uh, uh, that, to which James is writing. And let us go straight to our text now. Don't be deceived, my dear brothers. Every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth, that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. That's, a, that's our text. Probably the first few times I read through James, I didn't see the connection between this passage and the previous passage. Actually, that's an accusation frequently made of James as on the whole. I mean, it seems to be uh, you know, a, a good number of unrelated uh, passages, kind of like the Proverbs. And yet there are connections. Well, we're not going to probe all those right now, but I want to unpack what is being said here. Which takes me back a few days ago, as I was looking at Christmas presents and considering how fortunate I am to have got some clothes, to have got licorice. Maybe that wouldn't be a blessing in your book, but it is for me. And one very curious gift, a picture of a couple of golfers, not a photograph. Uh, It's a picture from the 1930s. This is a gift from our, our youngest when she, <laughs> I didn't get it on Christmas because she flew in shortly before and, and the suitcase didn't come for another 10 days. Here in Europe, COVID has really uh, messed up the world of travel, the world of air travel. At any rate, this is a picture of a couple of golfers. Well, am I a golfer? My dad died. I'd inherited his clubs, but that was, that was back in 2003. I haven't played since then. But it's not as though I played before. But I'm warming up. My wife entered us into a draw, a lottery. We don't play lottery gamble, not that kind. But it was a lottery to be able to go to St. Andrews this year because there's a tournament. And this is the sesquicentennial of the founding of golf. Sesquicentennial simply means though it doesn't sound like it, 150 years (laughs) celebration. So golf is invented in Scotland right here, 
150 years ago. It's going to be a great tournament. And we won. 1.3 million people applied, and they only selected uh, a few thousand to be in the gallery. So we get to go to the practice day. We get to go to two of the four days of the tournament. I don't play golf. I don't think this will change anything, but it's relaxing to watch. It'll be interesting. And St. Andrews is not even an hour from our home. Ah, So do you like gifts? See, we're being encouraged here to think differently about God. Even without realizing it, we can have negativity towards our creator, towards the God who sustains us. And so it's important to think critically, to think theologically, and to listen to exactly what God says here. Let me read that passage one more time. Don't be deceived. Every good and perfect gift is from above. Okay, where does it come from? Coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. He chose to give us birth through the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of all he created. Now, the very next passage, which we'll look at tomorrow, um, is about being quick to listen, slow to speak, and looking into the mirror of God's word and so forth. But these, th- these passages connect. Often the connection is thin. It's just a word or two that's similar. But it is connected. Because for us to do well in times of trial, we need to have a positive concept of God. So James says, don't be deceived. Don't crack and crumble under the pressure of trials. Don't cave in. But we have to think correctly about our God. See, every good gift is from him. He's good. If he gives good gifts, he's good. He's not fickle. It says he doesn't change like the shifting shadows. We know that if you look at the night sky, if you're able to see the night sky, it looks like everything's moving. The stars, the planets, comets, satellites, airplanes, whatever you see. But God, although he is the creator of light, God doesn't change. He's consistent. His character, his wisdom, God's nature doesn't change. In his actions with us, in his relationship with us, he changes insofar as he interacts with us. But God doesn't change. God doesn't change. And God is good. So we don't look to, if we're feeling anxious, we want to know about the future. We don't look to astrology. We don't go to some Eastern religion. We just think of the true God. God wants to give us good gifts. As Jesus said, if your son asks for uh, bread, are you going to give him a stone? (laughs) Of course not. And by the way, I should have mentioned it more. There are so many points of contact between the letter of James and the Sermon on the Mount. I hope after this series is over, you'll look at James and you'll read Matthew 5, 6, and 7 and just notice how many points that the Lord makes there find expression here in the epistle of James. There's a lot. Well, it's one thing for the God to God to tell us that he's good. It's another thing for us to actually feel like he's good. How do we feel towards God? Because it's not so obvious, particularly when we're getting fatigued, when things are tough. My grandmother, oh, I actually knew three of my four grandparents, but this is my mom's mom. They're all long gone. But when I was a little boy, she she baked cakes. And that was something that didn't happen in our house. But 
my grandmother, she would bake cakes. And I was fascinated by this. You know, all the ingredients are laid out on the kitchen counter. What do you make a cake from? Well, like, not like I've ever made one, <clears throat> though I did get cooking merit badge when I was in the Boy Scouts. I, I learned how to burn food very well. But the ingredients were laid out. Uh, eggs, raw eggs, uh, vanilla extract, baking soda, baking powder, salt, sugar, sometimes flavoring, uh, or maybe even some food color. You know, taken individually, these ingredients don't taste very good. Yeah, I mean, I've had raw egg. That's not at the top of my list. You know, I, I don't want a bite of baking soda. Um, you know, the ingredients on their own don't taste so good, but an amazing change takes place when they're combined and they're cooked. They're cooked together and in the right amount, the right proportions. I think this is a lot like life. It's not obvious to us that... We're getting a good deal. It's not obvious to us that this is good. That this is going to be an amazing orange cake, one of the cakes my grandmother used to make. Because if you just look at the ingredients separately, without the benefit of seeing the process of combination and transformation, you just see raw eggs and some baking soda, some salt. You know, it's not like, oh yeah, I love to snack on that stuff. Probably not. But this is what God does. There are all these elements in our lives, things we face, things we deal with. Some of them are quite distasteful. Many of them don't obviously even relate to each other. Ha! But we don't have the benefit of having his omniscience, his divine perspective. But God knows the transformation that will take place when they're put together and cooked correctly. He is the father of the heavenly lights. Light was always considered a great gift in the ancient world. And he gave us birth through the word. That's a baptism passage. That's what most New Testament scholars say. James 1.18, birth through the word of truth. 1 Peter 1.23 says basically the same thing. And there's a very close parallel in Ephesians 5.26. Remember, God gives us good things. He gave us the new life through Christ. Remember the previous passage? There was a certain birth that's referred to well, yeah, that's, that was the, not a good birth in any way at all. That was when we're dragged away by desire and enticed, and desire gives birth to sin, and sin eventually just leads to, to death. But the good things God gives, the birth he gives, is something that's wonderful. And I think here James is inviting us to remember our baptism, to remember the time that we became Christians. What a great passage. He made us to be a kind of first fruits of all he created. First fruits, a term of sacrifice, a term from the Old Testament. Jesus is the first fruits, the first to be raised from the dead, resurrected in a resurrection body. We're the first fruits. It's a glimpse he's giving us of the good that is to come and of all the people on this planet who will become Christians through God's Holy Spirit. Well, this requires a life dedicated to him. And we'll see that quite clearly in the following two reflections. The next one is called listening and looking. But would you pray with me as we close? 
Lord, we believe you are good. We've experienced that. And if we've forgotten, please help us to remember that with you, there's no inconsistency, no evil, no selfishness, but you just, you love us. You want to bless us. You want to give us good things. And you've already done that in helping us, saving us, helping us to become Christians. Lord, we thank you for your powerful word. Help us not to be deceived, but to be educated by it, to learn and to praise you because you chose to give us birth through the word of truth. Let us live lives that are worthy, realizing we are a kind of first fruits. Help us to discover what that means as we live today in your presence. We pray through Christ. Amen. We hope you enjoyed Douglas' teaching on 40 Days with James. For additional notes and resources, be sure to check out Douglas's website in the show notes. The website has hundreds of articles, podcasts, and videos for you to access for free. You can also become a premium subscriber and gain access to thousands of online resources from Douglas' teaching ministry. Thanks again for listening.